Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle. I am so excited today to introduce you to two guests who I also consider friends. Today, I am with Susan Skinner and Ashley Blackburn. Susan and Ashley have co-authored an amazing book that I want them to share with you today. The name of the book is The Queen's Triumph, a family healing prayer book. So Susan and Ashley, welcome. Thank Thank you. (laughs) I'm so glad you were able to join me. So when I heard that you had written a book, I was so excited to learn more about it, just knowing the two of you and knowing your faith, your devout prayer life, and the way that you share that with others. I know that this book has to be powerful. So tell us about the journey. How did the book come about? I'll start for first, and and we'll go from there, and she can finish up, because it was— 2017, believe it or not, which is six years ago, that um, I was praying and I just really felt in my prayer that Our Lady was telling me, I want to heal families. I'm, I am Our Lady healer of families. And that's the way that it came across to me. And like, I want you to write a litany um, and have a painting painted, which is a whole other thing that we're not here to talk about. <laughs> Um, and I was like, all right, you know, definitely, yes, I'll write a litany. And then it was like, I got this, like, no, and a clear image in my head of Ashley, like, that, that our lady wanted me to call her and, and ask her to, um, do this litany. So that's kind of where it started. It is a prayer of the church itself. So, like, we obtained the Nihal Ibstad and Imprimatur for these prayers, so they are approved as a prayer of the church. When I was praying and felt like Our Lady was telling me these things, it was like very, very important that she is the daughter of God the Father, she is the mother of the Son, she is the spouse of the Spirit. And that's actually in the Litany of Laredo or the Litany of Our Lady of Victories, it's sometimes called um, that that's like the opening of that litany. And it was like very clear to me that that needed to be highlighted. And so I called Ashley and she started to get to work on that. Um, when Susan called me, I was like, um, really a litany? I don't really pray those. But honestly, when I, when she was telling me about our lady and the different relationships that she has or not the difference, but the one relationship she has with the Trinity, 
you know, as daughter, as spouse, and as mother, um, it really just like came and started flowing. And I think what's really neat about litanies is that for our lady, we're listing out the different virtues. And so as you're praying it, you're going through each of those virtues and really just, you know, thinking about her, but also thinking about yourself and thinking about how, you know, we're supposed to be growing in those virtues too. So it's her as daughter and the virtues that she had as daughter, her as spouse and the virtues that she had as spouse, and then her as mother and the virtues that she had as mother. And so when you are listing it out like that, I just feel like the repetitiveness and just the, the beauty that comes with, you know, seeing it all there in one prayer. The litany is actually written in the order that um, the relationships took place rather than in the order of the Trinity. I mean, the opening is the Trinity. We're not trying to like disorder the Trinity or anything like that, but it, it was written um, in the order that the relationships took place. And the way that we have them, where we're a child first, and then, you know, it, we get married and have a spouse, and then um, we become a parent. So it's it's about the relationship. You read like maybe a couple from each relationship, daughter, mother, spouse? Yes. So there's the section on daughter, um, most devoted daughter, pray for us. Most peaceful daughter, pray for us. Most obedient daughter, pray for us. And then with the spouse, most affectionate spouse, pray for us. Most humble spouse, pray for us. Most loyal spouse, pray for us. Poor mother, most prayerful mother, pray for us. Most gentle mother, pray for us. Most patient mother, pray for us. So, and there's other parts in it where we're defining like she was, you know, um, daughter of God, the father, but also of St. Anne and St. Joachim. She was the spouse of the Holy Spirit, but also of St. Joseph, you know, and so that's all listed out in there too. Um, and then with like a culminating prayer where you put your intention and, and then ultimately from the litany, we wrote together a novena as well. Um, and so we started with our lady and then we moved on to St. Joseph and then divine child, which that one makes me cry. The whole litany to the divine child, Ashley wrote all of it. I helped with the novena, but that one is my favorite. makes me cry because it follows the path of the, the rosary, like all through right. the mysteries. But in the middle, the response is, I trust in you, which is like the divine mm -hmm. mercy chaplet. And it culminates with the focus on the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. Which, with this year coming up of the, the Eucharist, I think is just so beautiful. I'm like, oh, church, pray this litany for the year of the Eucharist because it's, it's just really beautiful. There's also tons of other prayers in the book. Um, prayers for a wayward child. I think everybody out there can that. Prayers for the pregnant mother. Prayers for those caring for elderly parents. Um, <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> um, Prayers to the Holy Spirit to illuminate mankind. Prayers to guardian angels. It all kind of started with Our Lady, but um, from there, you know, expanded to the to the Holy Family because it's ultimately about family, right? About um, healing our relationships that we have in order to right. heal our family, and it all you know, all beginning with ourselves. Right. Um, but knowing what that means, as like you know, for me as a daughter right? I'm a daughter, I'm a spouse, and I'm a mother. So all of those relationships, there's healing that can be found in all of those. So that's really like the core, I think, of the book yeah. and why it is called a healing 
prayer book. Uh, people tend to poo-poo prayer, but that's actually the first place you should go for everything because it is efficacious. I know in my own life, there are times that I am positive, 100% positive, that my family's prayer saved me. Life is a mess, and God stepped down into the mess, and he elevates the mess. Absolutely. But, like, there are certain things that I can't control that I have to be still and let God do the work, especially when it comes to my children, your children out there. Like, we have to guide them and lead them, and but we can't control. And so you have to let God work in that space and trust that God loves them more than you love them. Right. And he wants them saved more than you want them saved. And so... All I can say is, like, throughout this process, there really was, like, more in me of a surrender. Wow, and I think you brought up a good point about prayer and how when people are broken, sometimes they don't have the right words or they don't know how to pray. So having a book like this that will at least be the launching for their own prayer. They may read the prayer over and over, and then they'll internalize it and it will become personal. It'll just give them some guidelines on how to get started. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely think that. I um, We talk a lot about how to pray, and the biggest thing with prayer is just be honest with God. Don't try to hide. Right. Don't try to hide your mess because he already sees it. And that's what Adam and Eve did. They tried to hide. Right. They knew he can't extend his mercy into your suffering if you're hiding. And I know that personally as well, because I used to try to pretend to be the best self in front of God, and it just doesn't it doesn't work. So the, the idea for this book, for the people out there that are reading it, to open up their own conversation with God and to go in those still silent spaces and try to let it all out and then let God speak and also know that God speaks on his time. Sometimes you can be in, in silent adoration praying and you don't hear anything back at that moment. I'm famous for hearing back when I'm blow drying my hair. Yeah. <laughs> That's when he chooses to speak to you. <laughs> that was always like, he must be trying to get rid of my vanity because I'm like trying to make my hair look pretty. And he's like, no, I got something to tell you right now. Um, yeah, he tends to wake me up in the middle of the night and I because he knows how much I love my sleep. <laughs> yeah, I think, and um, one other thing is that as much as the book is about prayer and our relationship with God, it's also just about our relationship with our family and with other people and that we were made for relationship. Adam was not content by himself until Eve was there. And so we were made for these relationships, and they should be a reflection of our relationship with the Lord. And so prayer, you know, begins that that process, but then in healing that, we're able to, like, have true, authentic relationship with our family and our neighbors and our friends. And it's based on that love of God that we've received from Him. So I think it's just right. really about relationship. And really about, right. you know, healing all of our relationships. Right. And really, that is the foundation of our faith, right? Mm -hmm. A relationship with Christ, a relationship with God, and a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's really what life is about, right. different relationships. The truth is present, and you know the truth and the teachings of the church, which are hard for some people. But, you know, you're going to love and 
present and admonish and do all the things, but not judge. You can judge bad action, but like you don't want to judge someone's soul or why they're why they are the way they are, where they are. And I've found that in my own family life, especially like raising teenagers, they feel so judged from everybody and they need this kind of like acceptance and love from their parents while still guiding them in truth and in the right direction I'm talking about. I see where you are and I see you struggling and I want to show you a better way. And it has to come across without condemnation, which is how the Holy Spirit speaks is without condemnation. No, which is ac- actually exactly what God does for us. Right. I see you where you are. Right. I want you right. to learn how to love. And I want to. And I still love you. Right. 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 But that, like, that, you know, there is a better way. And I'm going to help you walk along that path. And, and that was, that was a lesson for me to learn too, because I wanted to be a saint and be a saint right now. Actually, my birthday saint, which is St. Francis de Sales, said something like, nothing hinders sanctity, like wanting it right now. It was, that might not be the exact quote, but it was basically like, he's letting you know that this is a journey. And if you don't let God peel back the layers, because if we got flooded with everything right now, your head would probably explode, (laughs) like everything you need to change in your life. And so God is gentle and merciful with us and peels back the layers and is like, let me show you this now. Okay, now that we've worked through that, let me show you this. <laughs> You're not done yet. We right. have more to work through. Right. Right. And I, God is so immense that I, you know, until the day we meet Him, hopefully in heaven, I don't, I don't know that we would ever be done. As you were writing the book, it sounds like over several years. Did the book come out of your prayer time, your journaling, and then looking back, you took part of that and turned it into these prayers? I think it definitely started with prayers. And then, and then it, it came to a point where I was, I actually was like, I think this needs to be a book <laughs> because <laughs> I think it all needs to come together. What we're doing, we just keep writing prayers. Of prayers. <laughs> Um, and so we formed it. And when we formed it into a book, we began to give explanation. Like, so there's, there's a little explanation before the section on Our Lady, a little explanation for the section on St. Joseph and a little explanation before the section on the divine child. And so, so that is what kind of like binds it together. So it's not just all prayers. There's yeah. kind of a little bit of, the, yeah, yeah, a little introdu- the yeah. introduction. And yeah, I would say the other thing that prompted it to be a book, um, She's the organized one, by the way, with all the details, and I'm the big picture person who misses all the details, so we we work well together. But um, I did ask, my cousin runs the Catholic Art Institute, and I had talked to her about a painting and whatnot, and that, again, that's a whole other story. But um, she was like, you should get the prayers approved with the Nihil Obstat and Imprimatur. And see, we we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> But they figured it out. <laughs> uh, right. And so it was like, uh, there, there's all these processes. And of course, as a, a church worker, I had heard of those things. I knew those things. I knew I had books with those things. But I was like, we've written all these prayers. And and my cousin kind of prompted me to go ahead and, and say, let's send this into the diocese to get it approved so that it's actually like okayed by the church to do. And so that that helped the book come together. And we worked with Feather Bolso 
on this um, as well. And he was really good about giving us guidance in the direction, like thing, things we needed to tweak and, you mm-hmm. know, kind of stuff. So it was great. As we were going through this process of compiling the prayers, were there moments that God showed you this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing, like affirmations that you were on the right journey, that you had the right words? Did you have any of those God moments? I mean, I can remember writing the Divine Child litany in adoration at the shrine in in Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, and I remembered, and it was, and it was just the names yeah. of Jesus, and I because that was a specific part where I remembered. Uh, I just felt like this has to go in there. Well, and, <laughs> you know, and she one of the names that she used in the that litany as the morning star. And when I read that, I just like, I still, I burst into tears because I had just watched the St. Ignatius um, movie on Formed. And they have that whole scene where he's like battling the devil and he's like whipping himself and mortifying himself. And I feel like, like as someone who felt like they got beat up by the devil and listened to that voice, and beat myself up. That scene, he comes out and Jesus appears to him as a small child, and he says, "I am the morning star." And so, like when I read that, I was just like very overwhelmed. Obviously, God is all about timing, right? So for me to like watch that movie, and it meant so much because I was seeing Ignatius like go through this battle that I felt like I had been through. Um, and come out with the divine child telling him, like, I am the morning star. And then she comes, it was like two days later or something. Hey, read this. And I was just like very overwhelmed um, by that. And so I would say, you know, definitely we had those God moments that we were on the right track. And then definitely there were times that the devil was like, you shouldn't be doing this. You are so stupid. And like, nobody's going to read this or whatever that comes at you when you are doing work for the Lord. So both of those were were present there. Yeah. Well, and especially, I think those attacks come in something so personal. You know, like relationships are so personal, especially when you're talking about being a daughter, a mother, and a spouse. And those are such places of vulnerability that need healing. So they're certainly going to come under attack. We really hope that the book blesses other people and other families and and ultimately like gives hope yeah right you know it's like that that virtue of hope that in the times that we live in and the family is under such attack and this is not a book that's made for the perfect family because there's no such thing except the holy family maybe like um, but it's a book for it, no matter like where your family is, how broken it is, like God's healing is there, um, for right. every single person out there. And I, again, can personally testify to that because I've had messy, messy, many years, you know, I just hope that people like don't think, oh, this isn't for me because my family's too broken. Cause it's, that's exactly what it's for is the broken family. Right. And, and there's no family that's too broken. Right. Like God can heal even the most broken families and yeah. situations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So as we wrap up, 
Well, each of you take a turn and share what this book has meant to you, how writing this book has changed your faith life, has brought healing maybe to you in a certain relationship. I think for me, the process of this book, which was long, (laughs) um, really helped me to help form and help me understand more of what my gifts are. And it kind of like has pulled them out in a sense and given me confidence in them. And so um, it's really been a beautiful process because it's, for me personally, I feel like it just kind of pulled me out and like, okay, these are some things like, like as far as like writing litanies and all of that, it was, it was beautiful to see how where, where I thought, oh, I'm just good at administration, seeing how when the Holy Spirit is in there with that, how beautiful it can just flow and come out. And then to see other people react mm-hmm. to like, oh, this just, you know, this just, this litany just came out this way and then it affects other people. So the Holy Spirit is there in that in that. And so I think it's really, that's been really cool to see. Yeah. And I will say like when we first started talking, Ashley had helped on my RCIA team and she was just, would sit quietly observe in the class. And now she's running the Fidelis ministry. So I would definitely like second what she's blossomed into this like leader. She has, it's not, it's not just administration, it's leadership and it's the intercession and all of those gifts that she has, I've seen them just grow and blossom. It's been beautiful. And I think that's a perfect example because I think so many times we want to wait until we're like, oh yeah, that's my gift. And like, we want to wait until we're certain before we act. But in this situation, you acted and then you were given the the gift of the gifts showing up in your life. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll, you know, i get more personal. I have talked pretty openly about this on my own blog and uh, in talks that I've given, but um, I had a rough marriage. Like those first five or so years of my marriage were rough. And my husband is a wonderful man. We have like very different personalities though. And um, so the process of this, like we've both changed a lot. He edited the book, which was just you know, a miracle in and of itself. <laughs> so we were like collaborating on on this um, journey together. And I like, I just see like he's changed. He's come a long way. And I've changed in my perspective of how I was looking at him and his perspective of how he was looking at me. There was actually a point in my prayer through all of this where I'm praying and the Lord was like, I need you to stop talking to me and go talk to your husband. Um and it's so funny how like the devil can take something that's really good, which is going to pray to distract you from the thing that you should be doing, right. which in that case was my relationship with my husband. Um, and we've just really had a lot of healing um, in our family and the two of us together. And so that, that for me was like the, the biggest thing. And I, you know, I, want to look for my husband's gifts and pour into them instead of tear him down, which the enemy wants you to tear people down. So anyway, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. As we close, would you read us a prayer from your book? Yes. It's called The Prayer of the Beloved, the Holy Family. Oh, Immaculate Heart of Mary, how can I ever thank you enough for all you have done for me, a wretched sinner? 
Your obedient yes ushered in my Savior. You have rescued me with your prayers and supplications, your interceding heart most pure, beating in unison with your sons, draws me ever closer to him. O guardian heart of St. Joseph, faithful in your devotion to the most holy family, you took Mary Immaculate into your home, you carried the child Jesus in your arms, you submitted to the will of the Father, your interceding heart beating in unison with the Savior draws me ever closer to him. O most sacred heart of Jesus, my Savior, my Lord, you call me beloved, you take away my sins, you destroy the works of the devil, you have shown me the Father, you have given me a family, may my will conform with yours, may my heart beat in unison with yours, a communion of hearts filled with the Spirit made in the image and likeness of God. May the Holy Family watch over me and my family, and may we ever remain in your love, sacred, immaculate, guardian, and beloved. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. That's absolutely beautiful. Thank you for sharing. If people want to purchase your book, where is it available? So it's available locally in Nashville at uh, St. Mary's Bookstore downtown, and they do sell it online as well um, at St. Philip Bookstore and St. Catherine in Columbia, and then Spirit Daily online bookstore, um, spiritdaily.com. They have a bookstore, and it'll be on there as well to purchase online. Okay, and again, tell us the name of the book. The Queen's Triumph Family Healing Prayer Book. And I will include the link to the different places that the book can be ordered. Susan and Ashley, thank you so much for spending time with me today. I'm so excited to get my hands on a copy of your book and to start praying those prayers. So I thank you for listening to God's call and for allowing Him to work through you to bring healing and um, restoration, especially to families where it's so needed today. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. So Thanks for having Yes. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you again next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is musicbyshawn, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com. 